ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, inner children of all ages, we're going to have a great show today. You're listening to the Mental Health Comedy Podcast with Ed Krasnick and coming up soon, Jennifer Kalari. And we unite mental health and comedy and, and we, we talk about mental health as a practice. We try to practice skills because I've learned that mental health is great to talk about, but it's also a good thing to practice. I've talked about it my whole life, but I've just started doing it and I found out something interesting. It helps. Uh, it changes <laughs> things. It actually changes things. The more conscious I am, the more choices I can make about how I take care of myself, my thoughts and my feelings. Other than that, I have nothing to say and I'll just clam up for the rest of the show. This is a big show. I'm so excited. And, and it's coming up to the holiday, so it's a perfect combination. Our guest is one of, my, one of my real favorite people and favorite comedians, so talented, really a mental health advocate, doing a lot of great work in the mental health uh, field. You know her from her show, Lady Dynamite, on Netflix. And my favorite title ever for a special, which is on Amazon Prime now, is called Weakness is the Brand. How great is that? And that's Maria Bamford. Maria will join us in just a second, uh, just a couple minutes, because I have no sense of time or space. I want to talk about a couple things before I bring Jennifer in. It's the holidays. There are new channels that take place uh, that I find on whether whatever service provider you have, channels are now added. So I now have the Lifetime Mental Health Movie Channel. And this is a great one. And I want to I want to share some of the some of the movies that are coming up on the Lifetime Mental Health Movie Channel. Here we go. Mother Trucker Cluckers. This is the story of three mothers who turn their fears into an empowering free range chicken business. Mother Trucker Cluckers. Okay, drink, slay, self-love. It's a vampire therapist that learns that blood means never having to say you're sorry. Ax my ex. <laughs> a young beleaguered nurse sharpens her gifts for healing and redemption when she becomes an ax performer at a medieval theme park. Jack the Beanstalker, a children's author, writes a best-selling Me Too fairy tale taking down her abusive boss and leading to a lucrative publishing career with her company, The Sisters Grimm. Mother, may I kill my uncle over Christmas. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at my own stuff, but uh, Mother, may I kill my uncle over Christmas is a heroine's journey that may, may force you into trying heroin. As Cassie, a college student, discovers that her uncle is a serial killing Santa Claus. Mother, may I kill my uncle over Christmas. And now here are holiday themed gifts. Now, you know, Avon and Mary Kay, that style, you know, they do a lot of great holiday gifts. Here's just a couple of them. There's a whole new uh, trend in, in these gifts. Uh, it's called NeuroHealth. And as a result of that, Avon is doing a new thing. It's called Brain on a Rope. It takes your SSRIs to the next level. Strawberry, mint, and rootin' tootin' wellbutrin. And they have some wonderful self-esteem gifts, such as the I Am Not a Loofah, which is the new uh, sponge that is also a self-help tool. And then I Don't Have to Be So Astringent with Myself, which is a new cream, which can also help soften your skin. 
why should you have rough skin if you're going to, you know, care about yourself? You need good skin. <laughs> a lot of wordplay in this show. I want to bring in our friend from the North and the South, Jennifer Kalari. Jennifer, it's the holiday time. I thought that we could talk about comparison. I thought we could talk about mental health skills over the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could talk about this consumer culture, a culture of lack, and how that fits into how we feel about ourselves and what, how we can answer it, how we can take care of ourselves. So the overall theme is the holidays. But I think what happens to a lot of people is they feel like if you're not at a place where you're, you're feeling good, it's a real time of self-punishment, self-abuse, and, and, and really depression uh, mm-hmm. for people over the holidays. What kinds of things can you do to sort of deal with where you're at if you don't sure. like where you're at? It's a hard one, and especially this year. It's been a year. And, you know, there's the pandemic and people who normally would be pretty happy even during the holidays are struggling and not being able to be with your family is, is a tough one. So there's just a lot that, are, and it's been a long year. So everyone's really struggling, anxiety, you know, feelings of sadness and depression. It's, it's not fun out there, but there's lots of things that you can do. We often talk about how, you know, what you focus on and what you ruminate about, what you think about really sets the tone for your body. That, that's psychoneurobiology. So if you're walking around with this dialogue in your head about, oh, this Christmas isn't going to be any good, or this Hanukkah is going to be terrible, or, uh, you know, what the world's in a terrible space, and I don't have any money, and, and, and this is what we're, and, and some of those are real things, but if that's what you are focusing on and ruminating on all the time, that's going to set the chemical tone for your body. We tend to spend an extraordinary amount of time talking about what's wrong and what we don't want and what isn't working and what is going wrong. One of the simplest things you can do is just try to take your brain to a more neutral place or a happy memory or just something else that you can think about. Just see if you can get into the practice of taking your mind away from itself, away from that negative direction. So let's practice it right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here I am. I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. What do I do with that thought? Well, and so this is the tough part because maybe you don't, right? And, and that's a real thing for people. People are struggling. They can't pay their rent. Like this is a rough, rough year. People are afraid they're going to lose their job. All you can really do in that moment is in, the, in that second that you find yourself in, look around and see where you have any abundance at all. Any. It could be you still have a you know, warm place to live and the temperature is good. You've got some clothes. You've got water that flows freely, freely out of the tap that you don't have to walk six miles to get. We have wealth all around us. It's just, we're in this state of lack constantly. And I know this sounds ridiculous. I know it does, but you don't have a choice. If you're in that state, you can either focus on what you don't have, or you can focus on what you do have. What happens in your body when you do that is extraordinary. You can also focus on helping people. See what you can do for someone else. Helping out someone else is the quickest way to suddenly feel better and feel happy and feel healthy. You know, we think about wealth and we think about money and not having in a state of lack is, a, is, a, is certainly a real thing and it's a scary thing, but we can find abundance everywhere. We can, we have it in our families. There are lots of ways that we can look around and see where we have an abundance of things. That's where you take your brain and that's what you focus on. And when you focus on that, you change your biochemistry. And when you change your biochemistry, you start to change your situation. The other thing that, that comes up for me is I compare myself a lot to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, who said this, but comparison is the thief of joy. 
I guess the, we're talking about thought. So it really is the same kind of thing. It's how do you focus on something different, focus on what you do have. And looking at vulnerability as strength, we'll talk to Maria about this too. Mm-hmm. Just reinterpreting, she uses in her special, Weakness is the Brand. I love that title so much because it's focusing on vulnerability as a strength. Let's bring in Maria now. Let's do that. You can see her specials on Amazon Prime, Netflix, Comedy Central. You can hear her on Audible. She's an amazing voice actress. You can hear her on Adventure Time and BoJack Horseman and Big Mouth and so many shows. Please welcome Maria Bamford. Maria, I, I, first of all, I am so thrilled that you're here. And uh, I'm just overcome with, with emotion. So I probably can't do the show. Um, but but that's between me and my maker. You well, know. and I want to apologize that I'm four minutes late in connecting and uh, that I don't want to steal up others' time. And that is, um, I've, I, that's. did you know that's a, a new phrase in Los Angeles um, that you, um, what is it called? It's, well, it's called a time suck. But anyways, there's, there's a 12-step program for time suckage. I apologize for being late. I love that. And there's no need to ever apologize uh, with me because I've done everything wrong up until the present moment. <laughs> yeah. The time suckers. Uh, time is valuable. Space. The space suckers uh, is another oh, space one. Space suckers. Yeah. People oh. who suck up space now. So we, we have a lot of things. Joy, are you in your car on a, on a self-help no. stakeout? I am. I am uh, my dear friend Marquetta, who's also a licensed therapist, and she is probably working with a client right now. Um, is in her main house, and then she has a place in the garage where I'm hanging out. Yeah, quietly. Is there any way that we can eavesdrop on her session <laughs> well, and that... maybe do a to catch a predator thing to catch a therapist? <laughs> I did walk past. Uh, one of her windows a few too many times and I know <laughs> it was at least a male reading client I'm not sure if they identify as male anyways very exciting stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it I've had so many experiences where I've seen somebody at their house and then like their husband will walk by and they get very angry <laughs> So it's great to see the therapist like talking and she's like, well, that's really that's an interesting thing to hear. Will you get out of the way? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I love therapy stories. Fantastic. Therapy horror stories are a great uh, segment. (laughs) Talking about self-care, you do something as a performer where in your in the special that you can see um, called Weakness is the Brand you kind of break the conventions of a, of a special and you comment on yourself in the moment in terms of what you're doing, which is a great thing, but which, you know, is, it's interesting to watch because it's not usual. So how did that come about and how did you enjoy doing, uh, doing that special? You know, I don't think I noticed that part of it, but you know, I, I think you know what it's like, Ed, where it's like you're trying to keep yourself entertained. And, right. <laughs> and so right. I think that's half of it is me commenting on the comment on the comment of the comment is like right. it's entertaining for me. I'm not sure if it assists the overall um, premise, but I'm having fun. Yeah. And in that way, I think my act has changed over the years of being 
more simple and what my father says, I, I understood your other jokes. <laughs> All right, Dad. Um, maybe they are me see more. I don't know what the word is elliptical. You do so many voices, and you're able to do so many voices, and they just come so naturally to you. It's such a pleasure to to watch. I wonder, you know, if you have voices in your head and how you turn them up or down. Because Jennifer always talks about, you know, how you're able to turn thoughts up or down. Well, I haven't had psychosis in terms of. Yeah, hearing other voices. When I was hypomanic, I got very obsessed about ethical issues and <laughs> went on a, a, a search for answers uh, from experts. And uh, that was absolutely ridiculous. But, and I only really do probably about six or seven voices. But I think some of the voice I do is just sort of to comfort myself also uh, a defensiveness thing of like what I think people might be saying. Also thoughts that I'm having about myself of, I'm trying to think of a, of an example, you know, people have been bettering themselves in the COVID and I just worry that if I stopped eating sugar and white flour, would I ever be able to stop talking about it? Maria, for me, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm just finally clean off these drugs, you know, and I can finally focus. I know, I know, I know things have changed so much for you. And <laughs> potatoes are too sweet. I got to tell you, it's like peanuts. I go, ugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about being free from sugar and white flour, those two, you know, substances, is that I'm more conscious in my relationships. And yet you don't notice that I am falling asleep with my eyes wide open um, as we're talking about this topic. So sometimes they use it as like conversations that I wish I could have with people. Los Angeles is the uh, epicenter of stopping eating sugar and white flour. (laughs) (laughs) You have to stop everything. And then they become, they become really, you know, violent about it or I'll scoop out your eyes with a melon baller. No, it is. Sugar to me is rat poison. I will die before I eat sugar. I will die if I eat sugar. <laughs> slow suicide. It's just slow suicide, Ed. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't That's know about fantastic. that. I mean, <laughs> maybe if you have type 1 diabetes, but I think you're going to be all right. <laughs> maybe maybe take a look at your reaction to it. Maybe there's something in that. Maybe there's some, like Jennifer always said, maybe there's something in how we react to things. Could it be What's us? <laughs> Let's have some curiosity about that. That's my favorite thing my therapist would say. Let's have some curiosity about that. Where do you that's feel great. that in your body? That's oh. great. That's great. That's fantastic. People get very extreme about something and anything that brings them, you know, success or that brings them some help. It's like you have to do this, this cleansing series. Otherwise, um, I don't even know what you're doing. Well, and maybe that's an issue about the holidays, about political opinions, about, you know, the the almost religious fervor of, and of course, I think people on the right of, are wrong, you know, there must be something that those people are, like my, my mom's best friend, my mom just passed away, uh, was a Trump supporter. She voted on behalf of Biden, uh, on behalf of my mother for Biden uh, in, in honor of my mom's passing. Now, Marin, my mother's friend, yes, Trump supporter, not my favorite. 
but she also makes an incredible wild rice chicken soup. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like how, like those two things are true, you know? And so, yeah, just acknowledging both of those things that she may, I, I don't know, you know, I, again, it's like, I, did, I, I, I didn't, uh, I haven't done the asking the questions of friends or relatives or you know, acquaintances basically who vote for, voted for Mr. Trump or believe in QAnon. I don't think I know anyone personally who believes in QAnon, but I'm sure there's something that they've made in the microwave that I like a taste of. Makes a great wild rice chicken soup. Believes <laughs> that Democrats suck the blood of children and are pedophiles, but soup is fantastic. And... And. and yes, not but and it's always yes. And it's never yes, but be an improviser. No, I mean, but but this is this is what's interesting about that. Maybe there's a connection between, you know, all of the things that we accept in ourselves, you know, exercising that muscle and actually, you know, looking for the good in other people. I yeah. don't know if that's, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there's there's something in that. I like I told uh, I told Jennifer and we talked about. Um, I worked for this organization, People's Action, and they trained us to listen empathetically to people who were on the right and to oh, ask them about what their lives were about and what was important to them and just right. listen to them. Just listen. Don't say anything. And it was fascinating because we're more similar than we are different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that does kind of can help you accept some things at least when I have a negative thought about myself like um what's 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 more most current uh well Maria your pants are covered in lint and dog hair and you know we're just clear you're disgusting you're absolutely disgusting and then but what's also true is about an hour ago I splashed my face with water so yeah that's also a thing I'm, I'm not <laughs> I didn't yeah. completely lose control of my personal hygiene. Um, people, were they more warm to you um, after they, they were listened to? They were. They were. The whole mm. tone changed. Uh, now, mm. there's all different kinds of experiences. You can't sure. talk to somebody who's, you know, so reactive that they won't yeah. even. Yeah, but, sure. but not everybody is, is like that. Oh, and as far as people watching you as therapists, have you ever heard of the Gottmans? They yes. watch the lovely, so they watch couples um, for 72 hours in an apartment. I love that stuff. Like where you see what the behaviors are. Anyways, I just want to say that. Yeah. No, I think, I think part of the thing is that the therapist moves in and you see two people sleeping in bed and then the therapist <laughs> is under the covers and pops up and says, I think what you two are really saying is that this man over here, this one needs to talk to this one and then goes back under the covers. So you need that kind of like, you know, here I am. This is what you need. People go to the house. I know why ethically you can't do it, but I would love it. I also think when people film this, we'll talk about this the next time, but filmed for a My family was filmed for a psychiatric institute and they were filmed as a before. Like, don't do this or you'll wind up like this guy. <laughs> But but honest to God, I'll tell you this story sometime. But now, Jennifer, I want to go back to you. You're listening to all of this. 
what do you have to say about what you've just heard? Well, there's a lot. There's, I mean, listen, it's a, it's such a fascinating conversation. And these are all things that people grapple, grapple with to, you know, to a different degree in their lives all the time. But we got to go back to some of the stuff because Maria, you were talking about how dark things can get sometimes and people will relate to that. That idea of just having that escape, the shoot that you can pull. But what's important for people to know is, okay, you got to think of it this way. If you were being chased by a, a lion, Okay. And you're, and you can't run anymore. And for some reason you're outrunning the lion. Okay. And it's chasing you at a certain point. You're going to go, you know what? I don't care. Just here. I, I give up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there is this biological reflex that's built in to just make us give up. Right. And for a lot of us, that's depression. And for some of us, it's that really, those really dark thoughts. And so they can be very frightening. So please reach out and ask for help. That's really important. Sure. Sometimes it's, it's almost like you think it, but you don't really mean it, but then you scare yourself by thinking it, Yeah, which is a really important part too. It's more of an intrusive thought, which can happen. So, you know, it is important to, to get help and to reach out if that happens, but there is a cycle where you're so, so anxious that you end up just rolling over and giving up. And I guess the best thing to remember is reach out. And that like anything, you know, if it suddenly was cloudy, which it hardly ever is in Southern California, but let's say it is. You wouldn't go, oh, well, it's cloudy. That's it. We'll never see the sun again. That's it. That's the end of the sun. You know that in a few days, the sun will come out. So there's a part of you where you have to kind of have this sort of gentle um, understanding that emotions are sometimes like weather. Not, I mean, obviously when it's a crisis and it's grief, that's, that's a different thing, but it is temporary. But, but emotions move and they flow. Um, bipolar is an extreme example of that. But if you can just tell yourself, I feel this way now, I know that it will end. I'm sure that it will. Just that voice, you know, where you sort of talk to yourself about it, you know, it, you will get through it is really, really important. Um, I wanted to touch on anger for a second, because that's a big one. And there's such a thing as healthy aggression. And there really is a big difference between being nice and being kind. And if you're nice, it's kind of toxic. If you're being kind, sometimes that looks like, you know what, mom, I love you. I know you're having a hard time, but I can't listen to this right now. I love you so much. And I will call back tomorrow, but I've been on the phone for half an hour and I need to go, right? That's being kind. That's being kind to yourself. And in many ways, being kind to someone who's just spinning. If someone says, Hey, can you do this favor for me? And you're like exhausted and you know, you don't have it in you and you're tired and you want to be that energetic person, but you can't. And you say, you say, okay, anyway, that's going to come out later in anger, right? Be kind and say, you know what? I would love to do it for you. I really would, but I'm not in a great space this week or I'm really tired and I just feel like it's too much. So I'm sorry, I can't do it for you this week. That's being kind to yourself mm -hmm. and also to the other person because it's not fair to them if you say yes, oh, yeah. sure. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> and then you're passively aggressively ticked off for the next three days, right? So really think about that difference because that, those emotions will, they'll come out somewhere. And the trick with anger, if you're angry and it feels fantastic coming out of your mouth, then you're probably <laughs> wrong, right? It should, it should feel like suppressed a little bit and like, ooh, like you should feel your own frontal lobe mediating that a little bit. So making sure you know the difference between nice and kind, I think is a really, really important one. And sometimes you really just have to protect yourself and, and have that self-compassion and say, no it's okay to say no. And if you don't, you're going to pay the price later. And then the final thing is really, you know, this is, these are complicated times. Humans are messy. We're messy. 
Human emotions are messy. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're trying to just figure it out. But here's the thing. You can't control conditions and you can't control other people. But what you can learn to do, and you can learn to do this, is learn to control your emotional response to those people or to those circumstances. That's actually where you have power. That's where power lies. Jennifer, I love the difference between nice and kind. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. And as a parent, too, think about that with your kids. How many times do you say yes when you're like, oh, you can do it yourself, right? And then you end up saying that in a nasty way, but it's really okay to go, you know what? I love you. I trust you. I believe in you. I know you can make that sandwich. And I'm okay with you struggling with it because I know you're learning and I'm too tired. Bye. That's okay. (laughs) I think that that's what exhausts people about parenting is they think that they have to be nice to be a good parent. No, in fact, that's not being a good parent, right? Being kind and knowing. Yes. Yeah. I remember when my parents, I was, well, this is a little late in the game. I was 25 and they called me and said, honey, we are not going to give you any more money. We will support you emotionally, but not financially. Love you, sweetie. (laughs) Bye-bye. They were being kind. (laughs) That's a hard one. That's a really hard one. And that will not feel like kindness at the moment. It's terrible. But so how did it turn out? In the end, was it a good- it turned out great because even though, you know, like I kind of hit sort of a horrible bottom, um, I did get that genuine experience of like, oh, I can, I can get you. You a job. Yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, I can go to a, a what is it, the pawn shop. I can go to the pawn shop. I can, and also I can ask for help and and take action on behalf of myself as an adult to yeah. you know apply can, for different kinds of jobs and of yeah and we can learn from our behaviors with spending money we don't have. Like, there's a lot of important lessons in there. Yeah, yeah. That's really tough. And this generation, I think, struggles a lot because parents have a really hard time with that. Well, and it's also the, I mean, the debt that I had at the time was all medical. I just had a, oh, um, well, that's, a I, that's a different story though. Well, that and is, then, the, but, the, spender, right? but the creditors, the, the creditors are just as mean, even if you spend it on, you know, fancy watch yeah. or yeah. <laughs> this is the messiness, right? Like there's always right. context and there's always circumstances. And there, there's a difference between running up your credit card because you were buying you know, stupid things and having medical debt. That's a very, very different thing. However, there is something really important in there that you can be a loving parent by believing that your kid has it in them and to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. yeah, it took me eight years to pay that off. Sometimes I sent $2 a month. But I paid it off. (laughs) But you had some skin in the game too, which I actually love. I actually love that. Because I actually think self-esteem is very connected to being able to take care of yourself and pay things back. I think inside people just feel horrible when they know know, they've been given something and they don't really shouldn't have or they don't really deserve it on some level. And you're actually robbing your kids of some really important lessons. But it's all complicated. And that's, that's the thing about life and therapy is that you know, we're messy. It, things are just complicated and you just have to do the best you can. And, and certainly remembering that we really only have two emotions, love and fear, you know, and when you're making a decision based on love for yourself, true love for yourself, not narcissistic love, but this is good for me. I deserve this. This is okay. This is a way to take care of myself versus I'm going to have this. And someone's going to think I'm great if I have it. That's fear, right? And that's a very, very different thing. So even just tuning into that can be a really important guide for us. This has been amazing. What a great show. What a great conversation. Maria, Maria, a 
thank you. That was lovely. I, I'm, I'm putting, be kind, not nice. I'm going yeah. to put that on, on my my vision board. Awesome. I love which it. Which has gotten I love so it. large, it's almost a wall. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's wall. a vision wall. The vision wall it's is okay. Vision wall. <laughs> People should have a vision wall. Everyone should have a vision. Take a wall in your house and put up your visions about everything that's working, everything that's good, using your imagination and being kind rather than being nice. That's going to be a big, that's going to stick with me. Yeah. Maybe that's the vision for the, um, the border wall at the South border. That'll just become a vision wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's a great way to welcome people to the border. Yes. Actually. Hey, what do you, Hey, welcome to the land of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. What do you want in your life? Yeah. Paste a picture of a speedboat up here. (laughs) (laughs) What's working. (laughs) <laughs> um, but 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 that's true. That's really true. I mean, listen, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. You know, the, I wish it would just be life, liberty and happiness. So you have a right to those things. And, and everyone does. The pursuit of it can make you insane. But at any rate, I really appreciate you coming. You're going to come back. You have got yes. to come back. Yeah, sure. And uh, in the meantime, if you everything about Maria, you want to I mean, even I know with COVID, it's tough to, to tour, but I know it's good. You're going to get back to touring. But you can see right now uh, weaknesses, the brand, which is on Amazon Prime and Lady Dynamite on Netflix, if you haven't seen it see it. And then uh, just a ton of specials. And I have an I have an audible book uh, called You Are a Comedy Special. If you want to listen to that for free on audible.com. Yeah. And I also have tons of merch, which is a great gift for anybody who's in the psych ward over Christmas. <laughs> That's a great cash cow. It's, it's great. No, it's really great. And uh, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and come on again for sure. We'll set it up. And Jennifer, thank you for for everything again. And oh, if you want to learn more skills and you want to you want to find out a lot more media wise, you can hear a lot more podcasts, also books all about self parenting, parenting skills all kinds of skills for everyday life. You go to connectedparenting.com, connectedparenting.com, and you find us at makelightmedia.com, makelight, M-A-K-E-L-I-G-H-T, media.com, or wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe, share, let's build the bridge. We are a liaison. We are a bridge to happiness. Walk on us. That is the message. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. I'm Ed Krasnick for Jennifer Kalari and the great Maria Bamford. See you next time.